please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, calm our hearts and minds today that we might be joining with one another and with you. Speak to us. Shape us. And make us be your people. That we might be a light that shines for you. In Jesus' name. What do you love to do? What does God love to do? Chances are, most days you wouldn't answer those questions the same way. And in many ways, I think that's part of what it means to be shaped and formed in our Christian life. To, to see that as we start out, we're always trying to figure out what is it that makes me happy, right? And we think that if we can get time to do what makes us happy, that will, in fact, make us happy. Sometimes it does, but sometimes as life continues, you start to see there's things that I enjoy doing, activities and stuff, but they, they shift. So that... Right now, the thing that I enjoy doing is not the same as the thing that I enjoyed doing so much when I was eight or nine. It changes. You change. You still might like that. I remember when I was really young, my favorite thing to do was draw. I could not tell you the last thing that I drew. I know I would still like it, but it's not what... I consistently do. That changes over time. You know, another thing to think about, to try to get at this idea of what your purpose, what your delight, what, your, what that thing that's in you that you just love is, what can't you stop doing? Some of you, it's reading, learning, growing. Some of you, it's just talking. Talking to whoever will listen. For some of you, it's listening. And you're talking and listening, people need to get together more often. <laughs> Bent over 
She's been crippled. She's been held like this for 18 years. And he knows that this is her story. And he sees her on the Sabbath day in the synagogue. And he calls her over. And he says immediately, you notice she didn't ask. This is not a story where, where Jesus comes across somebody and they're calling out to him. Help me, Jesus. I know that you can heal me. She didn't ask for a thing. She just showed up and was there and was present with the community. And Jesus, when he saw her, said, there is something I can do for you to set you free to be who you were made to be. And those are the words that he said. Did you notice that? He didn't say, daughter, be healed. He said, you are free from your ailment. You are no longer bound to this thing that is holding you back from the life that God intends for you. When we started our worship today, we start every, uh, almost every Sunday, we start with confession and forgiveness, with a return to baptism, with a return to the first words, maybe, that were ever uttered by God specifically to you. In our baptism, God says, you are my child. You are forgiven. You are free to live your life with God's purpose. Not just your own. You will do it in your own way. But we are called to be united as we are with God's delight and purpose. And his delight and purpose, as I read the scripture, continues to be shown to be seven people Their forgiveness, their hope, their healing, their teaching, their witness, their companionship, their listening. God continues to call us to be free. Think through those stories. The call of Abraham to leave behind a life that he had known in order to follow God to a new life. One in which he would be blessed to be a blessing. Think of the Exodus story. As God's people all cried out in their bondage. And God hears their cry. Do you know that the Exodus story tells us that when they left, it wasn't just the Israelites that left? It was the Israelites and many who came with them? All those who had seen what, what God had done on behalf of the oppressed who came with them, and it, it calls them this uh, kind of motley crowd <laughs> who came out from that. What a great image for who we are called to be. 
that group that understands that God is here to set us free no matter what has held us in bondage, no matter what has made us ill. God has called you to be free. How strange then that Sabbath is tied up in this, right? Because it is at the heart of it. But the, the gospel reading and the first lesson, by the way, you might not have caught that because we started at verse 9b, but verses 1 through 8, uh, actually through 9a, are all about fasting and observing the Sabbath. And uh, in that section, uh, what God is talking about through the prophet Isaiah is that their fast and their observance of the Sabbath uh, seem to have no joy in them. There's nothing that they're doing. Does this ring a bell to anybody? Growing up, this is why I think our children sometimes don't list going to church as their favorite thing to do. Right? Um, we we grow up in, in church. Going to church, which we equate with Sabbath. Now, I'm not equating that, but we often equate that with Sabbath, right? When you go to church, that's your time to be with God. Sabbath, your time to be with God. Sabbath is not about going to church. In fact, we're here on Sunday, which is not the Sabbath day, by the way. Sabbath is about stepping back from our own stuff to delight with God in creation. That's what God did. That's how the Sabbath starts, right? Six days, creation. Seventh day, God rested. Seventh Sabbath, that's the day. And what does God do on the Sabbath day? Because he does something. So that's the other thing we, we miss, right? Sabbath is not about not doing. It's about changing what you do. It's about aligning what you do with what God is doing on that day. And what God does on the Sabbath day is He rests from all that He had been creating and He enjoys it. He loves it. He delights in it. He looks at it and says, it is very good. Oh, this is great. He celebrates what God has made. He celebrates what has been accomplished. <coughs> he rejoices. He revels in it. Is that how we celebrate Sabbath? Rejoicing in creation? This is why I think some people say, Gosh, I, I, I'd do better at Sabbath if I just went on a nice hike. You probably would. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go to church. <laughs> You'd probably do a better job of enjoying God's creation if you went on a hike. But if you don't show up to the community of believers and hear the story and start to engage with it, you might miss what God is actually doing in establishing that creation. You see, what we are about is not just about us. And we, like the Pharisee in the story, the synagogue leader in the story, make Sabbath about us. That's what Isaiah was talking about too. Your Sabbath observances are so dismal. Your fasting is so, full, so lacking life. 
What are you doing? What, is this the fast that I want? And then he goes on and says, say, no, that's not the fast that I want. The fast that I want is to fast from your injustice. You are taking of everything for yourself and leaving and abandoning those around you who are in need. That's the fast that I want. Because why? Because that gets us into what God is really about. When we fast during Lent, uh, the season of Lent is the only season that we really focus much on fasting. It's not because we can only do it then, but it's because we don't really particularly like fasting, do we? Right? Because fasting is about giving up stuff that we enjoy to focus on what God loves. But I think we've forgotten that we have to ask that question. What is it that God loves that he wants me to focus on? We, like the people of Isaiah that he was talking to, think that our fasting is about giving up this thing so that God will see my sacrifice, and then he will reward me with more of what I love. Sometimes we make church that way. Well, if I don't go to church, I can't expect God to help me during the week. <laughs> you maybe have never said those words out loud. That's why I said them for you. <laughs> we think this way. We act this way. And so our fasting becomes what? A way of just giving up something for a period of time so that we can get more of what we want. And the whole thing becomes about us. What won't you give up? I'm not telling you you have to. But sometimes that's the very thing. Sometimes that's the very thing that God is working on in us. Sometimes to call us away from because we've made it a God in our life instead of Him. Sometimes, to say, simply, why won't you let me into that thing that I made you to do? That you hold only for yourself. That you share with no one else. There's something God will not stop doing. We see it in the gospel today. The synagogue leader says there's six days for doing work. Come be healed on those days. This is the Sabbath day. This is when we don't do work. And Jesus said, Jesus doesn't stop doing that work. You know why? It's not really work. It's who he is. You can't stop being who you are. God doesn't stop being who he is. You try to stop being who you are. It's not possible. You can do it for a period of time. But it's dismal. It's gloomy. That word gloom showed up in all, all over the gospel today. All over all the lessons today. Gloom. Your gloom is will will turn. When? When who you are 